Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. All right, I am super excited because I'm sitting here in Palmetto School, Michigan, and I'm sitting here with Lisa Martin, who has been working with us forever, <laughs> for a long time. In fact, I've been the only boss that she ever has had, and I keep telling Lisa Martin, who's the director now at Palmetto School, Michigan, to work somewhere else just for a day so she can find out how great I am, but she hasn't taken me up on it. But that's okay, Lisa. <laughs> We don't ever really want that to happen. I'm just lying and just pretending, of course. But she's put up with, as I say all the time, put up with a lousy leader, a good leader, not so much a great leader, but I'm definitely working on becoming a great leader. That's definitely my legacy. But I want to say to you, Lisa, that watching your growth has just been so tremendous. It's been a slow steady climb and I believe that's because of your consistency that you've had and the loyalty that you had so first of all thank you for being on our podcast (laughs) well I just want to talk to Lisa because Lisa I I posed this question out to her I said hey Lisa what do you think about Paul Mitchell School starting a leadership team Mm -hmm. she knows the past of what we've been going through with the John Maxwell leadership coaching and speaking and training and I've put Lisa through a lot of the tools, a lot of the trainings, as long as well as Sean Chido, who's also a John Maxwell coach. And Lisa has grown so much. And we've watched our future professionals. What's happened is we have salons now, and I hire only Paul Mitchell future professionals, and I hire incredible future professionals working in our salons, future partners. But one of the things that I've noticed lacking is leadership skills across the board. And I've watched our future professionals own salons later in life and fail. And I truly believe everything rises and falls on leadership so I said let's start a leadership team so this school actually started the very first pilot program here at mm-hmm. Palmetto School of Michigan and I literally chose Lisa because she has been the strongest leader that we've had in all of the schools the transformation that's happened in you Lisa has been just tremendous what would you say the transformation what would you attribute that transformation to in your own life I think my biggest transformation was just realizing how important growth is. I don't think I really knew that before. Mm -hmm. And I was so young when I first started in in this company and just seeing the growth that you've had and that Sean's had. And I was like, I have Mm -hmm. to get on board with this. And and when I think about, you know, how I transformed in my life, it all started when I just needed to love myself and have self-care. And that was huge for me just to realize that. why I needed to do that and when I needed to do that so you know that's so powerful Lisa you said something really really key here you said when you saw Sean and myself grow Mm -hmm. and I can't even begin to tell you I coach a lot of married couples I coach a lot of business owners and many of them will say I don't know what to do with my spouse I don't know what to do with my kids I don't know what to do with my staff and I say 
transformation begins in you. Mm -hmm. So when you start to transform, everyone around you will transform. It's really called what we call the law of the lid mm -hmm. because you're the lid to the potential that your family has. You're the lid to the potential that your staff has. And so I was the lid mm -hmm. on you. I was capping you off, Lisa, until I started to grow myself. That's why my, my statement has been don't be obsessed with money or success, rather be obsessed with improvement. Mm -hmm. And you could honestly say in the beginning Tina was obsessed with success mm -hmm. and money yeah. it wasn't about improvement and until I saw the power of growing and I saw it in my own family's life I saw it with my husband I saw it with my kids I saw everything just started to shift and change so I love the fact that you have fallen in love with growth and you really have mm -hmm. like like where did that one, what, where did it click in you? Where was that transforming moment for you that it clicked to say, I love growing? Because most people, I mean, do you know that only about 5% of people actually invest in their own growth? It only invests in reading, podcasts, whatever it takes. You've taken courses with Rachel Hollis. You've done some incredible things investing in yourself. What was the clincher for you? What do you think caused that to happen? I think more so recently, just listening to every week on our director's call, we have growth messages and we give messages in every meeting that we possibly have. But for me, I needed to find it on my own and not just mm -hmm. do messages that you give us or that Sean mm -hmm. gives us. So it was more so I needed to find someone that is going to inspire me. Uh, and that way I can give it to you guys. So it was with Rachel Hollis, and I signed up for her life coaching classes, and then I started seeing things differently. And you and Sean mm. always say, there's the same message, it's just a different person giving it. And I don't know why, but it was, was something clicked with her. And then I started seeing your messages that you give and Sean gives, and even your handouts that you give us differently. I saw it as like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. I thought I was thinking too much about the message and not being open to like mm -hmm. actually receiving it and hearing it. Yeah. You know, that, that's really powerful you said that, Lisa, because mentors are not the same for everyone. And right. you have to find your own mentor, someone that you really clinch with. I was just coaching a future professional and I told her, I said, I want to send you to several different salon owners because you need to find who's going to be best for you, who you can grow underneath for you. Not, not who it is for me, mm -hmm but who it is for you. Mm -hmm. And so that's so important to surround yourself with the right mentor, surround yourself. And that's exactly what you did and that's where the growth came from. So talk about the leadership team because I just I spent maybe a couple days with trying to build the team. I failed. I, I didn't have as much influence. And But you stepped in and said, hey, Tina, let me do this. One of the reasons why I hired you as our director and everyone needs to hear this one of the biggest reasons is because Lisa has the most influence in this building and I'll never forget because it was 2006 we won first place in our fundraising mm -hmm. efforts and we won Robert Cromings that year that was so special to me and every year since then we've been in the top 10 of fundraising and underneath Lisa's leadership and I'll tell you you want to find a leader find someone who knows how to fundraise <laughs> and that's a leader because leadership is influence nothing more nothing less and that is Lisa so you stepped in and started this team and it's just been blowing up and I've watched the transformation
conversation that's happened with our own future professionals here in Michigan. We're going to start it in Fort Myers. It just started in my school. Then we're going to start in Farmington and Great Lakes mm -hmm. as well too. And then we're taking it to the masses in 2020 mm -hmm. to all the Paul Mitchell schools. And we're really excited to unroll this. And you've been spearheading this entire thing. All I did was give you the vision. What did you do and how did you take it to the next level? Well, I just thought the opportunity of a leadership team at the school is so cool because I know that we have leaders and we had one specific future professional that she just graduated and she was going to drop. And I was like, join the leadership team. And then she ended up being the head of the leadership team. She got an opportunity outside of the school to be a part of that. And I think about that often. And I'm like, this is why we do what we do. So uh, when you said head it up, take it, run with it, I just instantly went back to all the tools that you give us on our director's call. And it's always about growth. So we usually try to do a tool at least once a month. And we started out with, you were if you had, they had the option, the students had the option to buy um, Emotional Intelligence 2.0 and Strength Finders. And for 30 minutes, we would do like almost like a very raw, intimate session with them talking about each part of the book, which was really mm. cool. And we were able to do action plans and we all hold each other accountable. So I'm not above anybody else. I'm going to be participating in that group session with them and talk about my weaknesses and stuff that I want to work on as well. So we started doing that and then um, we got the opportunity to grow. And we, when we had the opportunity to grow it was really awesome because now more and more and more people want to be a part of it. So all of the future hmm. professionals made a mini class or made a presentation that they were going to do so we could start going into the into the classrooms and start doing things in our student powwow and just to show everybody what leadership can be and when we started to do more stuff with mm. that then the team just got bigger and it's funny as we're sitting here in the conference room we have a poster up there with all of our leadership team and they drew pictures of each other and it's just it started out with three people and now it's huge and I yeah. just love it so I much. I see like 20 faces there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably one of the biggest teams that we've ever had. And I think that's just really astounding and just absolutely incredible. And you said something really big, Lisa, because I coach a lot of leaders and many of them really don't understand how to get their the minds to shift in mm -hmm. leaderships. And I, I love John Maxwell's book, Leader Shift, is what it is, S-H-I-F-T. So taking shifts in your leadership. Mm -hmm. And the number one way is the leaders have to go first. And the leader has to be the most vulnerable person in the room. So if you want your team to start shifting, you have to share your weaknesses. And I know you followed that because you saw me do it. You saw Sean do it. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, it takes a lot of humility to do that. And it's scary. I remember the first time I did that, I started to share my weaknesses with you guys. And I was so scared because I thought, wow, what if they had stopped working for me because I'm all of a sudden sharing my weaknesses with them and tell like your experience your side when you first started to hear that were you like thank god she knows or <laughs> what, were, what was going through your mind at the time because I, I can certainly say I bet the leadership team was shocked to hear some of your weaknesses as well too so what was your thoughts okay well first when you first came back and after Guatemala you had genuinely real tears we were all like whoa this was insane and it was just so good to see that it's like 
she's human, you know? And we always like joke around old school Tina and new school Tina, mm -hmm. and it's just to see that. So it's mm -hmm. almost like when you did that, you gave everybody else permission to do the exact same thing. We needed you to do that first. So on our director's call each week, all of our directors are very transparent. We all love each other and help each other, and we all know each other's weaknesses because we're not afraid to say that anymore. And mm -hmm. Tina's always saying, Failure is my friend. Failure is my friend. So that's like the mantra that's in my head. So when I, it almost is like natural. I wouldn't not do it. So I want you guys, I want the team to know my weaknesses because it's accountability. We talk all the time that we have one future professional here who goes to the gym every morning. And I'm like, well, I see you do that. I want to do it. You know, so it was just really good to see that, and that way you become more a close knit um, team rather mm -hmm. than you're just there to join the team just to join the team yeah becomes more family yeah I think because family you always share your weaknesses with each other everyone knows with each other and so I feel like we've been such a stronger connected family yeah. and more excited to be around each other too versus it's not just a job anymore but it actually is like a home to yeah. belong to I mean well. if you think about it I've worked with you for 15 years so <laughs> soon be almost, that's a long time it'll soon be almost Aren't half you just of my 16 life right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it is. It is my family. I always joke around that, you know, mm -hmm. there was so many times I spent more time here than I did at home, and I was okay with it. And actually, Sean and I were talking about this recently, and you never say I'm going to work. You're saying I'm going to the school. Like, you never say mm. this is a job. This yeah. isn't work. Because mm -hmm. it's not work. It's so much fun that you're going to the school. Yeah. And it's just, pe people don't say that. They say, oh, i got to go to work yeah. today. Yeah. I gotta go back to work. I'm like, no, I gotta go to school. Uh -huh. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love being around future professionals, and and it's just so amazing to watch your growth and just who you become, Lisa. And I know a lot of it attributes to you just that self care you said earlier. Mm -hmm. And talk a little bit more about that because I think that was one of your transforming moments to say, hey, you know what? Because you're such a servant. You have always been a servant, always being there for me, always being there for every single team member and then you had a moment in your life and you said I need to tar start taking care of myself what yeah. was that transforming moment for you well I think leading up to it I never realized and even when I was younger I never realized like that I just wanted to be around people like I loved people so much I wanted to be friends with every single person I possibly could have and several years back Tina was like you're hanging around the wrong crowd and I'm like, what are you talking about? Because when you're in the moment, you don't see it. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. And for so long, she was like, you need to distance yourself from them. You're going to ruin your career. You're going to go down a path you don't want to go. And I was just like, what? And then something happened when then it was like my eyes opened. And it was someone who kind of damaged me a little bit. And then still thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And then so I switched my whole life around, which was awesome. And then I had a really hard time turning 30. I started to go on Pinterest and look up quotes, and Tina's always like, journal. And I was like, I don't even know what to write in a journal. So I started out with like a journal challenge where it was something positive every single day just to get me to, some, to write some stuff. And then I found me. And then when I started to find me, that's when I could see that I have another learning leader here who came alongside and was like, I need your help. And I'm like, start with this. And it was so good to be able to influence that. And Tina's always like, you can't give what you don't have, but sometimes you don't know what you don't have. So, right. it's so it was so important for me to be able to say, 
what does my true balance wheel look like? What does my cup really look like? And when I was able to be honest with myself, then I could see, no, I don't want to be this person. I want to be so strong in so many different areas. So I had to change. I had to shift. Yeah, that's just so powerful. And you said something really powerful that I don't want to miss over this. And I want to call it you leveled up your squad mm-hmm. because I remember having that moment with you. And it's so important as leaders, all of us are leaders. We're sitting in the room. I'm sitting with three of the team members to, to be able to have those hard conversations with people because you have to believe in people. And I believed in you so much. And I said, if she could just level up her squad, I know that she will become the person that I know she's destined to be and to look at the growth and who you are and who you've become I'm so glad I took the risk Mm -hmm. to have that it was a make or break conversation I was scared to death I was sweating bullets to have that (laughs) conversation but I did it and I'm so glad I had the courage to do it so be courageous to have those hard conversations and just share with people how much you believe in them because it is who you hang with right it'll either make or break people will make or break you they'll either bring you up or they'll bring you down. Right. Talk about a little bit of the transformation because earlier, uh, one of our very first members, I believe everyone can be a leader, and you talked about her and how she shifted her mindset. She went from what we call a resistor to a visionary, and that's really, really rare for that to happen. We've had a lot of our team members Mm -hmm. go from resistors to visionaries, and Lisa and I have watched that transformation, but it's really rare for that to happen with students. Most of the time they drop. We have a 30% drop rate, and so that 30% is usually resistors Mm -hmm. in our school, Um, but we've been able to transform many of our future professionals. I feel like our drop rates are going to go down because of this team. So talk about that. What do you think caused for that student to be able to go from resistor to visionary by being on this team? Well, I will just never forget when she was in my office, bawling her eyes out, her mom was in there, and anytime someone wants to drop, we meet with them. And I was just, like, shocked. Like, why are you dropping? You, I know you have so much potential in you. And that's what I just kept telling her. I was like, I believe in you. I have so much potential. I don't think this is a good idea. And her mom was like, maybe it's not a good idea. And I said, try, mm. try this leadership team. Like, come join the team. Wow. Be a part of the team. And she did. And she bought emotional intelligence. And I can honestly, truly believe that that book saved her life here at this school because she was so incredibly intentional with reading it Mm -hmm. and always having an action plan she would always take so many notes while she was in here she would always message me like I listened to the podcast that you told me to listen to it was just someone to um, believe in her it was someone to just tell Mm -hmm. her like no this is kind of like put your foot down type of thing but just to say like come on, like there's so much more potential in you than what you see. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people need to hear that. So with her, and then even when she, I just saw her last week because she came in and she was so happy. And she's like, I love being up on the messages still. I'll send you guys quotes. And like I can forever see her being a part of something stronger no matter where she goes because of mainly 
the leadership team, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I totally see her uh, taking on uh, either entrepreneurship in the future, but manager managerial mm-hmm. and managing correctly people because I've watched so many inappropriate leaders out there that really have no clue how to lead people and how right. to build relationships, solid, appropriate relationships. <laughs> and so really building that and really knowing how to empower their people and how to connect with them and take them to that next level and to give that belief. Most most managers see it as a task and it's like I just I'm here to make money and this is about business and blah 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 and they drive people away mm-hmm. and they watch especially in the beauty industry just a revolving door and wonder why people keep leaving but they never look in the mirror and say oh they left because of me and mm-hmm. I believe that Anna's going to be able to help to shift that as well too so I think that's really cool yes to watch that very so. much so and then to go along with your first part of your question is in my opinion when we did when we taught those foster kids well we didn't do any of the teaching we actually broke them out into groups and our future professionals were the ones that did all the teaching tina and i didn't do any of it which was awesome and just watching everybody's face in that room was like (laughs) i wanted to cry i literally was so proud of each person and Mm -hmm. every single presenter every single one of our students was so passionate about each individual that came into their group and would look them in their eyes, would mm-hmm. have like a handout for them. And they, the students didn't want to leave. They could spend five more hours there and they didn't want to leave. And even the foster kids were like, we have to move. I really like this group. I want to talk more. <laughs> and like, oh It my was gosh. amazing. It was just, yeah. and then just the picture that we took afterwards and on my way home, I was just like, I literally had like tears in my eyes, just so proud of this team and how much growth they've had from day one to then and not not even us giving them a lot of guidance you can mm-hmm. just went over the book and was like here's the book read over it and this is what you guys are going to do and then I was blown away I was literally blown away yeah yeah, it was. I was too. I couldn't believe the activities that all of you put together. And so we're actually going to talk to a few of the future professionals that were there and are part of the team. And I first want to start with Jenny. So Jenny, what do you love most about being a part of the leadership team? And how has it transformed you personally and professionally? The leadership team has given me an opportunity to build relationships with other students not just a generic relationship where I come and go and see them throughout the day, but I've been able to actually bond with Mm. other students. Being in this leadership team, realizing that I can go to certain individuals that I know are going to support me, encourage me, uh, tell me things the way that they should be. Maybe before I would go to someone who would kind of sugarcoat Uh, a response that I was looking for but now I know that people are going to be honest with me and that's something that I've always looked for in a mentor and realizing a mentor doesn't have to be somebody that is much older than you or that has that much more life experience that could Mm -hmm. be someone who's younger than you and that's one of the biggest things I've learned here I know that my teammates here they will hold me accountable for certain things they know that I need to step outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, wow, Jenny, that's incredible. So would you mind sharing your age on uh, here? I'm 33. So 33, okay, so you're kind of like that, not that average age that attends our school. Mm-hmm. And so I loved what you said that sometimes age comes alone. 
Sometimes, you know, just because you're 33 or 54 or 80 doesn't mean that you're a mature leader. Sometimes age comes alone. What do you think shifted your mindset with that? Because I hear so often, you know, this day and age, these kids, they don't know how to work. And I hear this blah, blah, blah about the millennial and then the Gen Y or whatever they call it <laughs> generation. I mean, I'm just over it, honestly. All of my businesses, I have millennials running my companies, right? Mm -hmm. So if I didn't have millennials, I wouldn't have companies, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it is, it's just about who is ready to step up to have the hard conversations in a nice way, mm -hmm. as Lisa said earlier. What do you think shifted your mindset with that? I've actually had those thoughts before, thinking someone that's younger doesn't know what they're doing, is just taking the easy way out. Everyone has those thoughts, and the response I got from certain people it was very surprising. I'd have students come up to me, like I said, who were so much younger than me, and said, you're gonna get through this. It's just a bad week, a bad day. It's gonna be okay. And so just based on the experiences I've had while I was here, yeah, I love that you said that the number one thing that you've learned is to build relationships. And that's all that this is all about. Leadership is about building relationships, safety, so you can have the hard conversations because you've needed the hard conversations and you love the accountability. But they had to come with a lot of humility because so many times I try to coach people in our companies and but there's so like, like there's very little humility. There's so much arrogance of like, who are you telling me this, right? right? What caused you to have that humility, that coachability, that teachability that you have? What was the transforming moment in your life to have that? This leadership team's given me an opportunity to have difficult conversations with other team members to try to build people up. To People come to me and say, Jen, kind of hold the reins back a little bit. And not to mm. jump in and be that leader on the leadership team because I've already had that experience and I want someone else to be able to show their true leadership style. So yeah. I just am kind of getting used to sitting back and watching these different yeah. styles. And I'm actually learning a lot more than I actually thought I would come yeah. into Paul Mitchell. That's amazing because you and I are similar in that aspect of just trying to lead behind the scenes. And yes. it is a lot more fun. I've been doing mm -hmm. that for the past few years and leading behind the scenes and helping my team to empower them. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, it is so empowering. And, and it's interesting because someone with your intensity, which is similar to mine, and someone's listening to this right now that has high intensity as well. And I'm thinking about this, that to learn to match people's intensity. And, yes. and so that's probably the hardest thing to do because most people in this field are not highly intense, right? So they're very, very, they're people-orientated people, obviously, and they're very creative people. And so being careful to read people because leaders are readers of people. And Absolutely. so I, I love what you're learning, and I, I cannot wait to see the shifts that you're going to make. Thank you for mm -hmm. being a part of the team. Thank Just you. Powerful, powerful. So Britt, Britt's been a part of our team almost since the beginning as yeah. well, too. And you got to be a part of the foster kids program too and oh I know you had some shifts talk about your shifts Britt um, of being on the team and why you love doing this this team joining this team has been so refreshing for me it has been like a fill up mm -hmm. of life and of help self-help for me you know I'm always been I've always been a giver and always sometimes my cup runs empty and dry. Mm. And 
and to just uh, build relationships, like Jen said. I'm just so thankful for uh, learning new people, learning uh, new perspectives, not always being the person to have to lead, but uh, to get a little humble, um, experience humility, because I always try to uh, find out what I can improve on. You know, I, 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 mm -hmm. I'm I one to, uh, I'm positive. <laughs> I'm a positive person. I always see yes. a glass half full. Yeah. But I also try to make sure that I get a chance to find out what rooms room of improvement yeah. that I can make for myself. Because mm -hmm. my philosophy always is, as long as I got breath, there's something that I can improve upon and mm -hmm. how to um, try new things, you know, the, the yeah. unknown, uh, overcoming that fear. Right. Um, it's just been in me to make people feel good. Um, it has also been to my detriment because sometimes I have been, well, a lot of my life I have been a people pleaser. Right. Okay. And kind mm -hmm. of neglected myself. Yes. Yeah. And that is, that can be a weakness. It, it can be a strength, but it's mostly a weakness because um, I love John Maxwell's book, Leadership. And it talks about go from being a people pleaser to a people challenger. And so I love the fact that you're part of this leadership team because you're going to be able to learn tools of how to challenge people and to let them borrow your belief so they can become the people that they're destined to become. So instead of pleasing them, Let's challenge them. And so this is really powerful. I'm so glad you're part of the team, and I cannot wait to see your continued growth with us. So, Britt, thank you. Thanks. So last but not least, part of the leadership team, thank you so much for being a part of this. What would you say is your favorite part about being a part of the leadership team, and why did you join us? Like, what, what transpired in your mind, Jennifer, that said, I'm going to join the leadership team? Um, so for me, I feel like I've always had those qualities um, but I felt like I was never, like, I never knew how to, like, utilize them, you know, like, in that way. Um, so, like, when I heard that there was a leadership team, I was like, I feel like I'd be really great for this. And, um, you know, maybe I could learn, like, how to utilize, you know, what's already in me that I don't really know how to use. Um, and, two, I struggle with, like, real, like, relationships. So I thought it would help me in that way, building relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, because I struggle like building them, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought that it would be a really good idea that way to well, join us. What would you say has caused you to struggle in building relationships? So give us an example because I feel like someone's listening right now that's saying, oh my gosh, I so relate to Jennifer right now. I struggle with relationships too. <laughs> right. Like give, give a story. Just really like focusing or like trying to figure out me more. I would say like mm. Lisa said like self-love and self-care is super important. Um, I've been through a lot in my life, and I've overcome a lot in my life, and I think that I'm grateful for those lessons in my life because it makes me who mm -hmm. I am today, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And I truly believe, like, God's going to use those. And so I love the fact that what did you um, leave to come to? Like, what were you doing before this? Um, well, I was just waitressing, which yeah. I still am, but mm -hmm. um, I'm in recovery also. So, like, Talk about that. About recovery. recovery, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. Um, so I was in active addiction for ten plus years mm -hmm. of my life. 
It's crazy that you pulled this out of me. Wow, you're really good. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I believe someone's really struggling right now with an addiction, and they uh-huh. need to hear your vulnerability uh-huh. and how you've been coming out of this. So I was in active addiction for 10 plus years in my life, the hardest part of my life. Um, and I don't know, I just came to a point, um, I just wanted something better for myself. Yeah. And I think that... What, what do you think caused that that point? Like, what was that shift that said, okay, I, I want better for me? Like, what, what what was your mindset? What, did someone come into your life? Did you borrow someone's belief? Like, what exactly happened there that you said, no, I'm done? I think, um, I feel like, I don't know, I just, like, when I see it now, like, I can just picture, like, you know, genuinely being pulled out of that. It's like I struggled for mm. so long and I wanted something different for so long mm-hmm. that, like, there's, you know, every fiber being whatever you want to say in my body, like, it's just like, I just believe, like, I was totally pulled out of that. And it's like, this is what you're going to do. You know, you just have to continue to, to do the next right thing, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. and it all gets better from there, you know. Um, I don't know. I really feel like God will really use me that way. Yeah. And to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. I don't know, um, because I would really love to help people in that way. Yeah. In any way that I can, you know. Yeah. I love that. I love that you said that, Jennifer, because I've, I've actually been coaching some people because they'll say to me, well, I don't really know how to help people. Like, wh- how do I help people? I said, mm-hmm. look around look around because the people that are around you are struggling with the same things that you've struggled with and they're right in front of you you'd be shocked and the fact that you're part of this leadership team is going to be able to open up so many doors for you as well too and and so just opening your eyes to say okay god who do you want me to help today and i wake up every single morning and i say who am i supposed to impact today who am i supposed to be generous to today who do i need to serve every single day i ask god that question and I'll tell you, he just brings people to me every single day. It could be in the Starbucks line. It could be just driving down the road. It could be my family. But there's so many people out there that are struggling. And I believe, honestly, uh, Jennifer, correct me if you think I'm wrong with this, but I believe we have a purpose crisis. I believe that people uh, don't know who they are, mm-hmm. and they're trying to find themselves. And like you said earlier, said something about self-care. And I thought that was so powerful because all of a sudden – because you, you can't give what you don't have. Right. And the Bible also says that, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And so how can you love your neighbor if you don't first love yourself? What? How did you start that self-love process? Because you went from this serious addiction to saying, no, I'm, gonna lo- I'm not going to hate on myself. I'm going to love myself. What made that shift for you? What do you think someone needs to hear today? That you're worthy of way yeah. more and that you're deserving. Yeah. And that no one on this earth was made for that. You know, yes. you're better than that. Wow. You and know? you said that with so much conviction. I have, like, chills on my arms, and mm-hmm. I think it's so powerful. And, yes, every single person is worthy. I look at my grandson, and mm-hmm. I think every single person was was a baby. <laughs> it was a right. beautiful baby that was worthy. And so you can't tell me that you would look at a baby right now and say they're not worthy. And that's why I do all these online masterminds and online because I travel so much. I would love to be in person to do these masterminds, but I do them online and to be able to help people understand their value. We were just coaching uh, some uh, business owners last night and many of them are really struggling with limiting beliefs. And you're, you're talking people that are my age, 
teenage people that are young. Mm -hmm. So many people struggle with knowing how valuable they are. Mm -hmm. And many of it is because of struggled with with victim mindsets or scarcity mindsets. So getting yourself through that process and saying, no, the miracle is in my mouth. And so I can't thank all of you enough for being a part of the leadership team. I really believe this team and I believe the three of you sitting here and Lisa are really gonna transform this school and help save and change lives because there's so many, every single person in this building struggle with something. Mm -hmm. And so every single person needs something to grow with. So thank you guys so much for being a part of this team. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.